Can't go to bed. No. <laughs> I actually kind of want to keep it going just so we keep tail. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Chicago? We are back for an episode of Moves at the Blue Line. Welcome in, everybody. We are back at full strength here. No more pulling the goalie. No more penalty kills. We have all three of the members of the starting lineup back again. It's been a while, but we are talking all things cold steel on ice. And what a night it was for the members of Moves at the Blue Line. I'm Leo Stoddher, one of your hosts here, joined once again by minor league veteran Joey Dwyer. God, and Leo, let me just tell you, first things first, so good to have you back. I can't do the cold opens like you. People are saying it more and more. I know. It's. I feel like every time we post an episode that's just me and Dane, I. It, 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 we talked about this. It just it doesn't have the same hit to it, you know. Oh, we we need we we need the full force. I appreciate you saying that, Joey. It means a lot. And rounding out our lineup, last and certainly not least, is Mr. Dane Dreyfus, who has spent his weekend booing widows and widows in the Chicagoland area. I'm so fucking brain dead right now. <laughs> well, all right. Wait, wait. Booing win- win- widows. widows. It's a Jer- Jerry Krause. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so we are they back. They booed the wrong Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf. There you go. That, that amen, plays, brother. That plays. Amen. But I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm fine. Yeah, you don't. You have no. Yeah, enjoy your one championship in 1969 there, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's Dame time. All right. It's Dane time. This isn't a basketball would... podcast, boys. Let's get into it. Let's talk Woo! some hockey. We are doing the first ever Moves at the Blue Line post-game special. That's right. Rem Pitlick. <laughs> we are reacting to a game that happened two days ago from the time you are listening to this. Boris you know Yesterday. I'll have this up by I'll have this up tomorrow. All right. Sorry, dear listener. We are reacting to the Blackhawks thrilling 2-1 shootout win over the San Jose Sharks, a battle of the 31st and 32nd team in the NHL. The battle of the bottom feeders, if you will. Must watch television. It was bad. We were there because we care about you and we want to bring you that analysis. So here we go for the first post-game special. All right, first question. We're going to go to Dane Dreyfus for this one. Dane, um, you were really putting in work there in Section 316, Row 1, uh, C12. Um, you were really doing well, really... Uh, Brought the Hawks to the win. The one question I got for you, um, your co-hosts and their guests were all wearing Hawks jerseys. What inspired <laughs> you to wear the Maddie Beneers inaugural inaugural season Kraken jersey going I out there? I finished my beers before you fucking losers did every single round. Okay. So I, I'm just not soft. And I nothing inspired the Maddie Beneers jerseys. You guys called me on the road to recording the podcast, and you're like, What's stopping us from going to this game? And did you or did you not want us not to go to the game? I did not want to go to this game. And why would you not want to go to this game? The Blackhawks and the Sharks in the year of our Lord 2024. We saw Rem Pitlick and Philip Zadina doing stuff on the ice. If you guys told me Scott Sabrin was in the lineup, I would have just shut up and drove straight <laughs> to the United Center. So let's let's Who was that guy, the number three on the Sharks? Uh Brun. Thrum or Thrum. Thurm. 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 Victor Thurm, uh, Henry Thrun. I'm pretty sure that's an STD. <laughs> oh. Thrun is an STD. It's got to be. Yeah, probably. That was, yeah. Henry Thrun. So, what, what Leo's after Southborough, Massachusetts, fourth round pick of Anaheim in 2019. Oh, good for him. Oh. Glad he's getting some ice time. Yeah. We saw one of the 28 career games he has played in the NHL. <laughs> Not many people could say that. How many more will there be for Mr. Henry? Can I shout out the player of the game, though? Of course. The Post. (laughs) (laughs) The Post was putting in work for both sides. Actually, it was just the... It was just the home side of the ice. Yeah. Because that's where the Sharks rattle yeah, a couple off of, and then it's the shootout. I feel like the Hawks got woefully outshot in that game. Oh, it was like, what, 30, like- 37 to 22? <laughs> Something like that. Mrazek putting in effort. He looked good. Yeah. This was... So let's go. Let- Hawks got outshot 38-25. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's try to break this game. Do we want to talk about the fun stuff or the actual stuff first? Fun stuff. Uh, let's do actual stuff. Let's yeah, let's, let's start. Let's with actually talk game. about the game, and then we can talk about the experience. Uh, because I feel like within our analysis of the game, we can hit some of the big picture thoughts of we have for the season. This was 
one of the first games in a while where we're with Seth Jones back in the lineup, and we touched on it a little bit, how Seth Jones and Alex Vlasic are really becoming a thing out there. I think this is, I don't want to say it, it's the Hawks having a top pairing finally, but they have a real defensive pairing. They don't have much else behind <laughs> that, but Jones and Vlasic, they're out there. They are really finding groove. They play well together. And, and, and I was talking about it a little with Joey in our seats, like, Seth Jones, he came in an unpopular trade. He didn't really have a good f- first season per se. He was an all-star last year, but now it feels like maybe he's kindly, he's kind of fitting his role with the Hawks, figuring out his place in this franchise. Vlasic can kind of help him unlock some stuff. I, I, I said exactly where, if I would never purchase a Seth Jones jersey, but if I were to acquire one, I would wear it. it- I, like, I, I'm... Starting to accept Seth Jones as a member of the Blackhawks, finally. And with Seth Jones, he's kind of turned into a pretty nice two-way defenseman. I'd love to see him get a little bit more of that offensive touch he had in Columbus. But for what he is becoming this season, the role that he's played in kind of a throwaway year for the Hawks. like I I feel like... I'll let you just finish. I I mean, I I was just going to say, he... I, he's making the contract look a little more yeah. worth it. No, oh, and with the cap going up, I don't think it's going to look as bad in a couple years, maybe. Uh, and I was going to say about his offense, I feel like part of that is he can't quite reach his full offensive form because of who's around him. Uh, like, you know, where he's got to work out there with Zach Sanford and other dudes. Like, I think he can't pinch and join the rush as much as he needs to because he knows he has to be maybe a little bit more responsible defensively. I think eventually when Bedard's back or when some of the Hawks' young guns come up, maybe we can see that part of Seth Jones eventually. But right now, I think he has to play it a little safer. And yeah, I think we're just kind of seeing him look a lot more responsible than maybe he has in previous years. I've got a hot take. Oh, boy. Classic Dane. (laughs) Look at the assets traded to the... to the Columbus Blue Jackets in that trade, and tell me the Blackhawks didn't get the best player in the deal. They did, yeah. like, and they, I think we knew that at the time too. No, 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 no wait, yeah. wait, but but like, you traded a pick, and two picks, right? Um, I, yeah, I, actually, yeah, and, and picks, I, yeah. your check did end up being going to Columbus. Hey, he got he got scratched the other night, so bust. He's young, but. You, bust. You gave up. Yeah, Cole, have fun in the AHL, buddy. Cole Sillinger, David Yurchek, and Adam Bogfist, and it's like. Seth Jones is a legitimate NHLer. In his first season with the Hawks, he had over 50 points with a legitimate team. And when Seth Jones was a Norse contending defenseman, he was on a pretty good Columbus roster that consisted of, at that time, Artemi Panarin, um, Matt Duchesne, Cam Atkinson, yeah. Zach Wierenski. He had support. And he was he was the best player on that team. He yeah. was playing 30 minutes of ice time. So, uh, overall, like I've always been a Seth Jones fan, Seth Jones believer. He got dealt a raw deal in Chicago. Yeah, like, I was kind of thinking about that, like, Try to think of like a comparable player where you know, the, uh, a team acquires a player who's maybe at the top of their game, but it's an unpopular trade. The team immediately starts like he just got dealt a raw hand. His first season with the team was the year of the Brad Aldrich scandal and everything. So like it, the Blackhawks were a PR nightmare when he got here. And I think he took a lot of unnecessary flack, maybe. And uh, no, I think he can be a big piece for this next generation of Blackhawks. I mean, we'll see what exactly is left in the tank when they're ready to flip the switch. But he can, I think he's still got some good hockey left in him. And he can be a decent piece when all is ready for the Hawks to start playing real games. A player we touched on last episode, I think Kevin Hayes is a good comparison. He was a Band-Aid put on a bad roster and they, they fell apart and he got dealt a raw deal in Philly, got traded to, <laughs> to St. Louis and he's a good player. He's a, yeah. But he's not a top six player. He's like great third line center, can contribute some offense, but it's like it, it, you can't expect to put like this guy in a, in a prominent role where Seth Jones, I think you can put in a prominent role, yeah. but he's got to be supported he's not he's not the generator of offense but he's the secondary assist so now who is seth jones telling which rookie is he telling not to go to the blue jackets oliver moore don't sign with the hawks or uh what would be an what would be a good one frank nazar frankie nene nazar frankie nene i kind of like frankie nene take another year on the on the live at the five hole they call him frankie no-nos i'm not exactly sure where that comes from i don't like that at all but uh, I was I was just talking about the Seth Jones trade. Uh, this I don't know if this is even going to relate to it, but my old man and I were talking about the Chris Chelios trade because we were talking about uh, Bulls fans booing Kraus and how Hawks fans booed Chelios, which was weird because they should have 
Chelios wasn't the villain of that story. It was our whole point. But it was a preemptive boo for Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, sure, but it, uh, it was well deserved. Yes, uh, but shout out Chris Chelios for uh, the Hawks. The head of the Sabres, at though. that point, we were talking about back then. People didn't care about prospects. They weren't weirdos. They didn't care about the draft or anything. The Hawks got two first round picks for a aging defenseman over the age of 30. If there was Twitter back then, I'm sure Hawks fans would have been talking about, this is a win, Hawks fleeced, Red Wings overpaid, and all that. Like the same stuff we hear when the when the Hawks traded for Seth Jones, a similar deal, two picks and uh, everything. So it's a little bit of perspective. Like the Hawks bungled those two picks they got for Chelios, and we'll yet to see what the Blue Jackets do. But I appreciate Seth Jones now. I didn't at first, but I, I've come around. I... Uh, Welcome Seth Jones as a Blackhawk now. One more thing uh, about the the game tonight. Yeah, let's, let's talk about some of the fun stuff. From the so game. the game tonight. One thing that struck me is we've we've talked we've covered pretty extensively the amount of injuries that the Blackhawks Blackhawks have sustained and how thin this roster is. But oh my God, some of the guys dressing who <laughs> I have never heard of, and that, like, and like we are. I said it on the season preview show. This might the Sharks roster might be the worst roster of the Cap era. We, hey, Colin Blackwell like, earned that A. You I, need to you need to put some respect like on we, his name. We sit here once a week in my basement once every two weeks, and we <laughs> we talk about the Blackhawks. We are not casual fans. Yeah, we're weirdos. But there are guys on this roster who I've never heard of. Who's who's your guy tonight? Magna? The Magna? Who, who the hell is that dude? Jacob Magna. Yeah, who is that, Dane? <laughs> Rhymes with smegma. Dane, who is that? You're the pervert. Um, We picked him up off waivers from Anaheim, which is not a good look. I'm That's sure. really bad. He's a local guy. And like, Glenbrook North. And the, we saw the resurgence of Zach Sanford. Sanford and Sons. Like the, oh, that's good. The like worst. The, yep. And I will is, wait. I will. Why is right. fucking no, that's Zach. That's not what I was going for. Why is Zach Mumford and Sons. Sanford and Sons was a TV show in like the 90s. I went Mumford and Sons. Yeah, he went in a completely different direction. Wh- whatever, whoever his sons are, why, <laughs> why is he trotting out? Out during the shootout because you have nobody else jesus <laughs> mary and joseph i've actually been a fan uh, of zach another thing for a oh, while. i brought it up about magna i'll say it again about uh pitlick the magna carta they gave these guys good numbers and i hate that 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 magna's out there wearing doug wilson's number or marty havlatt's number that rem pitlick is wearing al secord's number like these guys get good numbers they deserve to be wearing like number 62 or 53 or something these guys shouldn't get good numbers on an original six franchise it's but well, i mean these They're guys here to fill out a roster they shouldn't get to pick their number these guys you know they should be getting the and actually the sharks had a insane amount of just weird numbers out there you guys pick up on that like yeah how about had, rem pitlick rocking Brandon Sod's number 20. Yeah, yeah, I went with C-Cord, but Brandon Sod deserves that too. But the, the Sharks had a guy wearing number 83. Matt Dude, Jan Ruda. <laughs> that wasn't even Nieto. Was Jan Ruda's wearing 84. Yeah. That's a weird one for a defenseman. Or... Dane, what's yeah. the what's the last number worn in the NHL? Number 84. Who wore it? Um, Guillaume Latendresse. Latendresse. You suck. That was Dane asked me that at the game. I believe Alex 14 also wore that for the Hawks. Dane, Dane leans over to me, and he's like, Hey, who? What was the last number? Yeah, the way he phrased it did not make any it's sense. Not, but to be fair, it's Especially not an easy a couple question. of bats. Yeah, it's not an easy question to phrase. But no, I, and you didn't phrase it particularly, well. dude. And I thought Alex Fortan was going to be him, dude. That's the that's the thing about prospects, man. Yeah. They don't always hit. Yeah. So um, is that all that we had? Peter Mrazek had a good game. Yeah, we got a. An, a we don't get a lot of shootouts anymore, and it's even more fun when they go, what was this, 11 rounds? Yeah, this was... By the way, Zach Sanford should have scored on his move, too. He just... Yeah, Zach, yeah, Zach Sanford might as well have hit both posts. Yeah. And then who was... Whose shot... Was it Dickinson who shot... Yeah, his, Dickinson, another weird one where it, it stopped on the line. on the line, yeah. yeah. And that's strictly a dude. If that ice was cleaner and that and i i told leo the one thing i love about the miners is when they go to shootout like in the sp do that in the nhl they come through with the zam and zam just the middle of the ice they do two strips they used to do that in the I nhl 100 they used to do that yeah. yeah it's dude and it like it's awesome the game's just changed too much man dude nhl's changed You've changed. You've changed. It's this younger generation, man. Too soft. soft. <laughs> this younger generation of goalies needs the snow. Yeah. Dude, there's just some... <laughs> Dude, I just missed the Madhouse on Madison sign that used to be in the mm, United Center. for those, but I'll take the luxury suites instead. <laughs> well, dude, well, the first Let's Go Hawks chant was like halfway through overtime. 
I swear well, to God. I mean, okay. To be fair, we go to this game. The the, the story of yeah. Let's of, get into the, the story okay, of how so this game the, became a thing. The story of us going to this game. I'm sitting, this was not a plan to move at the Blue Line post game special for the record. I'm sitting at the WLS control room there in NBC Tower, 455 City Front Plaza, right in Don't Streeterville. Don't tell the weirdos where they can find you. They're going to start dox, showing up. They, they, they need the key card to get in there. Yeah, but they're just going to show up and how just you, waiting for Joey on you the need street. To, <laughs> yeah, bleep out the. The, I don't like that. It's yeah. public knowledge. You can look is up. It? I never say where we work on this, do we? Ah, uh, LinkedIn yeah, is a thing. I though. mean, you yeah. work. You work at the score. I work I at WLS. I do. Prestige Radio brand. I work here. at WISN. My address is. Eh, we don't need that. Hey, Dane. And what city is WISN in? Milwaukee. Damn. <laughs> Two of us work at Prestige Brands and market number three. Yeah, that's that's very true. We're like market number thirty-eight, which oh, that's was super number sweet, worn dude. by Ryan Harmon. Call us when you get in the top 25. Yeah, that'll be really cool for you. So anyway, I'm, you get some bitches. I'm sitting at work. I get off at 6.30. The boys are coming over to Brookfield uh, to do the pod. <laughs> and I, I I look on game time to just see what tickets are. There's $17 a ticket. And I, I text the or I call the boys. And I'm like, no, you. T- wait. I texted first. And I was like, what are the odds that we go to this game? Leo being the ultimate gamer. And looking for any excuse not to do this podcast. <laughs> Leo says, absolutely. Dane hits us with an absolutely not. We get Dane on the horn. It takes us about three minutes to convince him that WISN is not as important as the Blackhawks. <laughs> and then we I'm run all, it. I'm all for spontaneous memories. And this was a memory. Yeah. This was a great game. We saw a shout out to a couple people we saw. Friend, yeah, that's I was going to get into. Friend it. of the show, Andrew Evola. And his boy, Connor. Shout, shout out to Andrew. <laughs> Connor's, to, Connor's also a friend of the show. He was there for he was there for draft Patrick night. Sharp in Nashville. That was, when, that was when Dane was working his magic down in Nashville. <laughs> shout out Emily. And Miss Patrick Sharp. <laughs> and then uh, we also shout out Kate McCarthy. Yeah. Um, another friend of the show. Uh, her she and, probably doesn't listen to this. No, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, her, might be she a, made a few quips about the show. Like She uh, did. She, she did. Saw, yeah. So. Her, her she and, knows uh, the show's a thing. Her and our good friend Nick Levy uh, going strong. Yeah. So shout out to them. Listening with Levy. Check out that podcast if you're good, into music great and local music bands. Pod. But I will say, the MVP of the night was legend of the podcast, recurring mention, Mr. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it came Be- in huge. Because will I say what he did? What did he do? Right before third intermission, I see a Venmo thing coming, notification come up on my phone. Evo sent because Evo was not drinking, or he had one round with, but he wasn't drinking because he had to. He had to drive back to O Town. Yeah, well, his, Connor was driving back, I thought, oh. but who, whatever. Evo sends us thirty dollars for the next round. But she was not a part of. He but he bought around for the moves at the Blue Line crew because he is ride or die, because he is one of our favorite people in this world. So stick taps real quick to Mr. Andrew Avola. Joey, put a stick tap sound in this. There we go. He was raised right. He it, it, like he was a team player. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a guy you want in the room. Yeah. And, now speaking- and then he met up with us at that intermission too oh, yeah. to see us enjoy the beers that he bought us. Oh, yeah. And Speaking of guys that you want in the room, should we get to some contract talk? No, but no. yes. So guys you want in the room, uh, number one, number two. I don't want them in this room. Nick Fel- half of them. Nick Felino, Jason Dickinson. I said, uh. I, I said on the podcast last week, I said, pray to whatever God you believe in. That Nick Felino does not get extended on this team. Some of you guys, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to call it the listeners because we love Didn't you guys. Pray hard enough. Some of you guys did not pray hard <laughs> enough because Y'all the day, mere hours after we published the podcast, Nick Felino gets a two-year, four-point-five million-dollar extension, and then just today, Jason Dickinson gets a two-year. $4.25 million extension. I can live with the Dickinson one, but part of that, and I, I, I understand a little bit what the Hawks are trying to do. They're trying to not have this culture of turnover. They want to surround Connor Bedard with continuity, which if I have to hear that from one more executive from a Chicago sports team, <laughs> I am just going to lose it. But they don't want to keep cycling guys in and out on short-term deals. They want to keep them around some of the same voices. The, the Dickinson thing, it just feels to me like they are not selling one of his values at its highest it will ever be. And I can live with or without that. I, I don't, The Hawks like to talk about how many draft picks they have and this and that, but I, I just feel... You're ignoring the most important part of this is that Felino and Dickinson are both gross overpayments. Well, because they got to hit the cap floor. I'm just saying, I feel like if you could get creative, you can... 
I would like to see them try and trade one of these guys for an actual young asset. We, we were talking uh, before we came here about the Philip Deneau trade, how the Hawks gave up a young, promising player for less than 20 games of Dale Weiss and Tomas Fleischmann. Like, let's get a team that is blinded by their window and get them to do something stupid like that for one of these dopes, and I'd be cool with that. But that, that's just not the direction they're going. I kind of understand why they're extending them, but... I don't know. I it's I could take it or leave it. And Nick Fingo had a quote though. That was like, of course he had a quote. He, was <laughs> he like, always has a quote. That like, guy can't keep his mouth shut. He was going to show him after I, this two-year contract. He's going to be doing the pre and post-game show for NBC Sports Chicago. I, he was like, I want to show what Chicago Blackhawks hockey is all about. God, and I, I called so I, much. I called Joe and I was like, you sure would know what Blackhawks yeah, hockey that, is all that's about what, after getting fucking dominated for 10 years in Columbus. That's what bothers me, how like they forced Taves, they forced Kane out. Guys that actually were part of a golden era of Blackhawks hockey, and I get why you had to force them out and everything, and Taves probably wouldn't be worth a whole lot on this team. He probably can't... He would be the best player. He'd be... I don't don't think he's ever going to play in the NHL again. I think he's going to soft retire, but... You force these guys out because you wanted to set the slate clean, and you bring in a guy like Felino, who probably can't get a job anywhere else, who's not going to get a gig like this anywhere else, who hasn't... Was he holding players-only meetings? Was he holding court with the Boston media on a team that was actually worth a damn last year? Was he doing this in Toronto? Like, when he actually played for good teams, was he holding this whole... Act. I know he, he just, wasn't doing this in Columbus. He's taking he over a, a bad team and all this. Like this is the wrong guy. Get it. Get it. You know, I'd be when they brought in Chris Kunitz with all his cups. I didn't mind because he actually had cups. Like, if you're gonna bring in an old vet, at least bring us a vet that actually did something. Oh, he he was an all star in a season where the all star game was in the his hometown of the team. He's the captain of. Big deal. He wasn't even the best. Like he wasn't even the best all star from Columbus that season too. Ryan Johansson had thirty two goals that season. Yeah. Rijo. Those jerseys Rijo sucked. Sen. Speaking of which, the jerseys this year for the hey, All-Star we're, game. We're, we're whoa, 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 whoa. Early, early transition. Wow. We're not done with Dickie and Felino. Tane wants to go to bed. <laughs> I'm a little EP. <laughs> I don't want to talk like an adult. <laughs> but yeah, Felino. Got to act like an adult before I talk like one. Oh, Felino, that sucks. Um, yeah. Although I, I will say the uh, the Christmas ornament Dane, or Leo got me for, uh, for our They lost our some of its novelty now because he's going to play <laughs> <laughs> three seasons with the Hawks. I wanted to be like, oh, he played less than 50 games with the Hawks. Well, now you're Here's just going to get a Colin Blackwell. I should have got the Taylor the... Hall one. He's <laughs> going to play. He's going to play less games for the Blackhawks than Nick Felino. Talk about soft retiring. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, but that was. They showed a hype video before the overtime, <laughs> and it was there was a clip of Taylor Hall and a clip of Andreas Thanasiu. <laughs> These guys are still around. I was like, I forgot those guys existed. Yeah. It's been a long season. Yeah. They're uh. They're gonna like roll out the same exact lineup that they did this past year, and like what... no, it's gonna be instead of like Entwistle and like Reese Johnson, you're gonna put in like Colton Doc and some other some other slapdick ball. prospect like Samuel Savoy. Gust, yeah, no, <laughs> Gust is he's the leadership they need in Rockford, and Reichel yeah. will be joining him very soon. God, Ooh. let's yeah, let's let's touch on Lucas before we move on. He's um, so, no, we're done. No, no yeah. more Lucas Reichel. He's, I. I, I Maybe we should say this for a better show, but I, I big picture Hawks, I still don't get why they're just already punting on next season. But we we can let's save this for a a show where we have a clean slate, and a more more coherent show. Yeah, maybe no booze involved. Yeah, no, it's just the 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 five year plan. I don't get it. That's something where I'll I'll practice it with that. Well, I mean, let's uh, they what they. Hawks want to contend by they want to waste this season, next season, and the, the season after. It's just, ugh. And it's like you're going to waste the entirety of Bedard's entry deal. And you're acting like Bedard's going to be just chill with that. Yeah. like As if the kid isn't like a born winner. And because they, they want to bring in guys on big contracts because they're already thinking about when they have to extend their guys because they really like their own guys, which is good. But it's giving me Rickon vibes. No, and that's fair. <laughs> that's exactly like... The White Sox brain, but the White Sox liked their people. They didn't like bring spending big money on guys that weren't their people they liked extending their own guys and running it back with their guys this is uh, again i'm i'm too scarred by the white Sox. they're acting like dickinson window, and felino are their own me. guys like they they yeah. created this. they like them 
They're acting like those guys are top six forwards anywhere else in the league. Well, why was Nick Foligno... Like, of course, those guys wanted those extensions, because where else could they get that kind of money? Like, dude, that's... And you like, can't get mad at like, them for at signing it, that. No, dude, looking no. at... Look Don't at, hate the player. Hate the management. I'm looking at the, like, at, like, the personal aspect of it. Yeah. Nick Foligno and Jason Dickinson are making oh, over would, $4 million a year. Why would you say year? no to that contract? Like, yeah. to do... To, there's no... To expect, stay in Chicago and play in the top six? Of course. I would take that like, deal in no, no expectation on them to deliver <laughs> any sort of postseason success. Yeah. Like, the expectations are at the floor Your for those guys. season's going to be over by early April? Oh, my of God. Course, they're cashing yeah. checks. Dickinson's career high in points might not be over 30. Hall of Famers at the bank. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, speaking of Hall of Famers at the bank. There we go. That's not your best one. Redo it. Uh, I don't care. Uh, do, you, do you really want me to redo it? I yep. don't. That one was slightly better. Maybe it's just that. That was worse. Yeah. All right. So anyway, since, um, since the last time we had the pod, Miles Wood has not played a game. He's been out with an illness, so... I thought he played in Vegas, though. He's out with a case of Henry Thrum. He has not He has not played <laughs> in Vegas. You. His last five games... Do uh, we watch that game? I swear to God. He caught a case Miles of Henry Wood. Thrum in Vegas? Last, last time he played was January 4th, uh, so he's not played since. Uh, so... Uh, to say uh, to say no more words than I have to. Um, hoping for nothing but the best for Miles Wood. Hopefully he gets back on the ice here soon. Yeah. One more thought on tonight's game. Um, Thirty-two teams is too many in the NHL. And this was a prime <laughs> example of why. <laughs> he had Henry Thrum playing against Rem. You know what? I do want to give a shout out though. He's my boy, Fabian Zetterland. <laughs> Guy looked awesome. All-time name. I drove for miles and miles and wound up at your door. All right. At Fabian Zetterland's door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All-star jerseys? Yeah, why So not? bad. So the NHL released their all-star jerseys, and I'm a little confused about them because they are going back to the draft format. How many teams are they having for the draft? Two, right? Four. Four? Or So wait. Dude, I don't think anyone knows. I don't, nobody yeah, knows what is no, going on with the all-star game this year. They have the four jerseys. They so I'm four assu- jerseys I'm assuming, for each division. So I'm assuming the teams are by division, or at least the captains for the draft are by division. Sure, I hate this all. But why would you be like? Or maybe that's what they're gonna wear at the skills competition. I don't even know. This is all so stupid. It doesn't help that the jerseys also suck. And Joey, you liked him at first. Yeah, I still like him. I I think they're going with nameplates underneath, which is with in lowercase font. In they're literally the most disrespectful thing you could do to a person's name is put it in lowercase. And that's that's a bummer. But I think (laughs) that's a bummer. (laughs) But I think I think they leaned really heavily into the streetwear aspect of hockey jerseys, which was, and this is the whole reason I like them because they like they look like they're streetwear. And hockey jerseys were really popular streetwear when the NHL was in its peak popularity in the '90s. Go eat another happy meal. Look look, look at what they wore last year with the '90s themed All Star. But those, those were those, cool. Yeah. The design was cool. And I didn't so like the I, different colors on the front and back. But no, but I, think, I liked the '90s theme also. I think they're year. trying to go with that same with that same theme again with changing it up. And so I really don't mind it. I think that more than just the jersey, it's the it's the league trying to perform some sort of outreach and like having Justin having Justin Bieber. I don't think they're the worst All Star jerseys. It felt like from like twenty oh, dude, not, the, the like neon, like, like Columbus 2020. is easily the worst. Yeah, those that was the worst. Disgust- my but, buddy, my buddy has an Eric Carlson one of those, and we clown him for buying even, it all the even time. like for like three years in a row. They just did black jersey, white jersey, NHL logo, white stripes. Like it was just so boring. At least they're showing a little imagination with bright colors. Twenty eighteen might have been worse too, where they had the four like really neon-y jerseys and everything. Thing, the like, Tampa ones, yeah, those were bad. Um, Ooh, Tampa got New Jerseys. Can, oh, yeah. The, yeah, those are sweet. Those yeah. and they're limited. There's only like they're only making a thousand nine hundred and four of them for some reason. Why okay. do you know that number off the top? <laughs> Is this one of those things where he's wrong, but he just said it really confident? Dude, or? I, honestly, the way that Dane pulled out that number, I would believe it. How yeah. do they decide how many of each size they're going to make? Well, is 94 the year that Tampa Bay came into it's the league? It's 1904 that they're making them. Oh, gross. That's, why, the, that's what I found. Was very... that the year that they discovered Tampa Bay? <laughs> <laughs> that's the year um, Ponce de Leon landed there. Christopher Tampa discovered. <laughs> they're the, called some the city. They, they have a name for the jerseys too, and they're really weird. The the Gasparilla jerseys. What does that What does that mean? I thought it was something like from Westerns. I thought that was uh, yeah. That's root beer. No, that's Gasparilla. Oh. Jinx. Should we kiss? No. It's about to get real romantic. Dane, um, dim the lights. Oh, 
Oh, I don't like it here anymore. Um, no, those jerseys are sweet. Back yeah. to the, um, can you tell me who the captain was for those ugly neon jerseys? Nick Felino. Who was the other one? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you did Jonathan Taves dirty. Oh, sorry. Oh, I forgot. That is one of the most forgettable. Like that's. I think that was the last. First of all, five on five All Star game, and also the last draft because it was so bad. I haven't given a shit about the All Star game since John Scott went. That was after. That, that was that the one. first three on three one. Yeah, that was sweet. That was, was a master class. I liked the Columbus one just because that was when the Hawks the the fan vote was four black five Blackhawks and then Zemgus Gergensons because <laughs> it was like Keith Seabrook Sharp and then the country of Latvia. Pro and then yeah Zemgus. If, spo- if sports betting was allowed, the over in that game like the over under would have been set at like fourteen and would have hit in the first period. Because the final score is like 26-22. Yeah, nobody plays defense in All-Star games. (laughs) Except like Jeremy Roenick, who would like go and hit guys in All-Star games. Well, the 90s were different. They they were different. I believe that actually that Columbus All-Star game, I believe, was also the last time there was a a hit recorded. I think it was like Scott Hartnell or something was in that All-Star game. Why the fuck was Scotty Hartnell in an All-Star game? played in Columbus. Oh, that's so gross. Dude, it's just the All-Star game is such a joke. So yeah. It's just a joke. That's why like, I can't get mad. Like when people are like, oh, I can't believe this guy got in. Or- I don't care. It's an all-star game. The players don't even want to be there. Yeah. What? Like I, I will say, though, it's who is, not. Who was the guy that had the quote recently that was like Seth, Seth Jarvis. Jarvis? That was so funny. His trip funny. to Cancun's like non-refundable. <laughs> that was so funny. Like that's, that's Don't just, vote for me. <laughs> it just shows you like guys don't give a fuck. That's bad. That's bad for the league, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. guys don't want to be there. Yeah. It's I feel as, like it's the same as MLB. It's the same as all these. Like, the guys just don't want to go. And at least, like, the NFL does it right and does it the when, after the season. when 30 out of the 32 teams don't care. Yeah. Well, they don't even play the game anymore, right? No. No. But they just do, like, dodgeball. I was just thinking about that. We're, co- we're carrying the Westwood One broadcast of the Pro Bowl. I don't know what we are carrying <laughs> and how it's going to translate to radio. <laughs> that's that's actually a fun challenge. Yeah. Like, um, how do well, you. Like, we're radio nuts. We like doing play by play. Like, I I welcomed the challenge uh, when we were at ISU, the challenge of doing volleyball on the radio. That was, I would say, the hardest sport to do to to play by play on the radio for a skills competition type thing. I would say is in that same ballpark because the people don't these at least like a basketball game or a hockey game. You can picture how that's supposed to look in your head. It's hard to picture how the 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 obstacle course on ice is supposed to look like these, the, whoever's doing, cause there is going to be a, a radio play by play at assume, like maybe not for the skills comp, but that'll be a fun challenge for whoever wants that. I would kind of like to try that. Yeah. It's um, that's a bucket list call. Right. No, the, honestly, the sooner that every professional sports league just goes to the skills comp slash like home run derby, yeah, the better off the, the sport will game. be. As soon as the MLB gets the bunt derby into <laughs> that's electric. Yeah. yeah. Till that from the KBO. Yeah, that could, um, that could be fun. Yeah, who do you guys think is going to be the Blackhawks representative in the All Star game? I though? think they'll just like go with someone with name recognition. It's got to be Seth, Seth Jones. Jones. Yeah, it'll probably be Jones. Maybe like I, because I probably who deserves it is Kershev. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't, I don't think he's got the name yet. Like Dickinson's got four. I, I don't even want. No, I think they're just going to send what? Seth. Peter Morazic. Yeah, but yeah, they don't they need another goalie. I, I had that thought too, yeah. but so annoying. They got enough. Uh, it's going to be Jones. It's yeah. 100% going to be Jones. Yeah. Or Felino's finger. It's going to be Seth Jones in his 20 him, games but... and 11 assists. <laughs> no goals. Well, minus 15. No goals. Um, oh, one more fun item from the game was we saw a guy in an Illinois State Redbird hockey jersey, one of the <laughs> banned he, ones. He big timed you. <laughs> I yelled, go birds, right at him. Just walks right by me. <laughs> Absolutely big timed. I was like, you're wearing an ISU jersey. I shouted out the school, and he just—I don't. Did he not know he was wearing an ISU? Dude, I don't know. That actually happened to me in Milwaukee too. There was someone rocking an ISU jersey, or not? I was like a, a hoodie, and I was in a bar in Milwaukee. It was like roll birds and nothing. <laughs> I'm like, dude. It's, it sounds yeah. like there's no ISU pride yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's like give your girlfriend's hoodie back to her yeah. next time you're around. <laughs> My dad and I were at a Cub game one time. I was in like the. It was in the spring, like early spring. It was like still April, maybe. So he's we're bundled up. He's wearing uh, ISU hoodie, but it only says Redbirds on it. It's got Reggie's head on it. And like people thought he was wearing a Cardinals hoodie. And we're like yelling <laughs> stuff at him. He's like, what's their problem? <laughs> I had the same issue. I think actually Joey might have asked me one time. He was like, since when are you a Philadelphia Eagles fan? I'm like, no, this is Robert Morris. It's where my sister went to school. <laughs> and it's okay, not that's a school anymore, th- right? No, it, it's now Roosevelt. That's, yeah. that's on you for wearing a Robert Morris sweater. 
Well, it's cooler now that they're out of school anymore. Yeah, it yeah, is cool. Screw, screw me for supporting my sister and her culinary achievements. Yeah, that's on you, actually. <laughs> You're kind of the asshole it also, in that situation. It also is, <laughs> it straight up was just the Eagles logo and did not say Robert. Oh, Morris it was on. like a high school thing where they just take oh, a, a protein logo and like, change we the were, colors up a we, little. We were the Spartans, and if we if we were not blue and silver, you would think we were Michigan State. Yeah, like, that rocks. Well, Bonzi Valley's about to change to the flames, so. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they going to change the colorway? No, colorway's going to stay. No, but that. Green and yellow flames. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Joey, no, your, that jersey you've got of mine is going to be a sick, like, problematic mascot. Oh, yeah. Woo! Shout out to the. Um, I guess Val- we're problematic, too, but. <laughs> the, the Brother Rice, I was thinking the Crusaders. Valpo yeah. got rid of that. Yeah. I don't know if we will. Cancel culture. Um, yeah. Connor Bedard's back on the ice. Eh, who care? Yeah, true. Yeah, he's got the fish. Ball. Kyle Connor is back on the ice. That's mm. big. Mark Shifley is off the ice as well as Jack. Are we Eichel. just talking about injuries? Yeah. <laughs> no, just a couple big notes on some competitive NHL teams, which is nice to talk about every once in a while. Yeah, it's 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 nice to remember what it was like to care. No, I didn't know we were doing that kind of show though. Yeah, we were gonna do. We'll do next How many episode. Yet. We'll do a better show next, and this is the post-game special. Yeah, Woo. we'll do a, a Blackhawks midseason superlatives next episode. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, we've got a fun bit for Dane coming up too. Stop we're just gonna keep that. delaying. It. You're killing me. <laughs> we're, we're just wait. We're just waiting for a show that's not like because we would have done it last week, but Leo wasn't here, and it was you could, honestly and, and, you should have done it without me. And, but no, because you want to be here for that. Uh, but it was like the the Cutter Gautier thing dropped, and we were like, oh, we have to spend some guys, time on that. I and Willie, what and, is it? Please don't worry tell me about what it. it is. Yeah, Dane, don't worry about it. You'll know when you it need to. It doesn't exist. It does. It exists, and it's good. It's funny. It's, it's You're going to love it. <laughs> Dane actually will love it. He will love it, it's going to be about him, so yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucking sad right now. Sorry. Anything else we need to talk about tonight? Can I go to bed? No. <laughs> I actually kind of want to keep it going just so we keep Dane away. Just to torture uh, JHL update. Bruins, we picked up our oh, first yeah. win on Friday. How many goals did you score? None. I didn't play in the game. I was yeah. at work. <laughs> I was too busy booing a widow at the Bulls uh, broadcast. But I guess I actually, what? And I texted you that day to chirp you, too. I yeah. didn't know you weren't playing. If no. you played, you still wouldn't have scored. So nothing this changed. It's a good league. I, I take pride in just being part of a winning team. Okay, and Nick it's on, it's on small ice. We play four on four. It's, it's fast. Uh, but Bruins, we're rolling. One and two on the year. We got a rematch against Detroit this week, and uh, we're feeling good about it. Dane, are you free Friday night? He's got to talk to his friend. Probably. Why? Yeah, see what Emily's doing first, but then <laughs> I'll believe it. But if she's not doing I'm anything. forget how many times you dropped her name. Oh, my God. I'm gonna, four. This is going to be some serious editing yeah. tomorrow. But if, if, if you're not busy with a lady friend, we should go watch Leo play. Are you playing this Friday? I'm playing this Friday. Yeah, I think I'm good for the rest of the season. Dude, we should we should go watch it. Hit me up. But it's a potential. It's like 50-50. But with me, peer pressure makes me like 80-20. Yeah, and we then- found that out tonight. <laughs> peer pressure makes you 95-5. You guys have known that for way longer than today. So but that, that's what makes us all good friends. Because you know we can. I I don't think any of us are immune to peer pressure. Leo likes to act like he's above it, but <laughs> we can get him out to it for a drink if we need to. I can't wait to sleep in this Maddie Beneers jersey. What's the song for today? Oh, what is the song for today? I'll Wait, Mumford & Sons? No. <laughs> the Sanford Sons? Sons theme song, probably. Oh, I got to play... This is so off topic, but I got to play the Cheers theme song I on air today. I love TV show theme songs. The Cheers theme song might be top That's one. That's a good one. I, I hate that shows don't have themes anymore. I know. Like there are some, there are some all time greats. Yeah. Two and a Half Men was really good. Men, 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 the men, 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 men. That was a men, great one because that like that TV show... shows don't even have intros anymore. It bothers me. I know. It's Emma and I just started watching Peaky Blinders, and that show just jumps right into it. I hate that. And I guess Peaky Blinders is a show that doesn't really need an How intro, I Met Your but... Mother, not a great intro, but really good soundtrack to oh, the show. Oh, dude. They, when they busted out, it was like, what, season three, when they busted out uh, Here I Dreamt I Was an Architect? Uh, by the- Decemberists. Uh, yeah. I have, that, I have that on vinyl. That's a great album. That, that show had some- That's cr- way too sad to close the show out with, though. <laughs> That's a great one. That's the- sh- What was I going to say? I was actually gonna put that out in the world. It's like put when it I moved, out in the world. When no, I move back to Illinois, that's the, the, the song it's got to be. When's that gonna be? <laughs> Three weeks from now. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the the? 
TikTok Dane posted on his Instagram story. Oh, today. yeah. Like, uh, it was all, all Chicago. Sh- and, like, I don't want to say the crappy Chicago movies, but, like, the generic ones that are only set in, like, downtown and, like, the loop. Uh, you got you give... got Blues Brothers in there. Blues Brothers is the only one of that I'll give credit. I don't know. Wayne's is Aurora. Yeah, who cares? I think, I think you uh, got to give uh, Ferris Bueller a little bit of credit, too. Cause... Oh, because it starts off in, like, Wilmette? Yeah. Yeah, it starts off in the burbs, and then they go to, like, all the tourist locations in the city. Yeah, Breakfast, but they, they... Breakfast Club's Park Ridge. All right. There's no Groundhog Day yeah. in there, though. I'm just I saying. Th- I found it interesting. Blues Brothers, I like because it shows a lot of the gritty parts of the city. It show, goes in the Cal City, which is technically a burb, but it's a it's a suburb that a lot of places don't want to go to. They also filmed part of that in Rock Island. On the east side. They filmed it all over the should place. Should I put Candyman in it? What? I don't no, care. you should have put the dilemma. That was a... Uh, um... Candyman was a uh, Cabrini Green. Okay, well, I don't even that know what that yet. movie is. Really scary. All right, you guys don't know about. I'm trying to think of. I'm just. I. I. I, I, I didn't even make that. That whole said, TikTok. It's like, oh, the Art Institute. But like, even like, I'll say the Bear. Like, it. They are only in like River North and like the South Loop. They only go to like a few of like the trendy neighborhoods in the city. Like it. It does. I thought maybe they'd hit that direction with like food and everything that Chicago is a collection of very unique neighborhoods and areas. And they kind of just went with like, speaking of unique neighborhoods spot. I got to take you guys to, I was out in the Ukrainian village the other night. Rocks. That's where my buddy Steve lives. Went Went to this bar called Stella's. Sure. Great dive bar. They had a pool table, a dartboard, 10 stools and old style on. That's all you need. I think I've been there. Sick. Yeah. 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 Schlifke lives right over there. Oh, How close is it to Hawkeyes? I've never been to Hawkeyes. I don't go to those tourist trap bars. <laughs> okay. I need to go to bed. No, Dane, we're going to keep going here. Yeah, Dane, Dane's EP. <laughs> Headphones are coming off. Leo, close the show. All right. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. Let's just keep doing a show then without him. Dane, yeah. socials. At yeah. moves at the BL on Twitter and at moves at the blue line let's, on Let's start Instagram. posting on the socials again, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I don't like posting episodes that are just me and Joey. I feel like it just... Well, they're episodes. We should probably... Pl- yeah. I don't post them because I don't know what we talked about in them. I thought one of you guys <laughs> would take them and post them, but... Yeah, we, we all have better. access to the socials. Like that's true. I yeah, we'll we'll coordinate that. We got to start getting some. We'll, we'll start getting some visual components out here very soon. I hope not. Um, <laughs> we, you've teased that for just as long as we've teased this Dane bit. I need to go to bed, boys. Hey, you're so all soft. Right. Dude, what are the socials? Dwyer, you want to keep talking? <laughs> he said the socials. Say the socials. <laughs> moves at, fuck you. Moves at the BL on Twitter and moves at the blue. I talk that's some Redbird right. hoops, Joey. Oh, I'm yeah. out. Did you see DJ Horn flick off? That was. The, and this is like coming up to the two-year anniversary. I'm not even the, kidding. I'm leaving right, all right now. All right, see ya. The DJ Horn, one of my favorite Redbird players of recent memory. It's coming up. Remember the Bradley game? That was like almost two years ago to the date where he got the technical for uh, doing a gesture at a Bradley player. said, all right, you said goodnight. Dane, don't times. leave. <laughs> I said, Dane, don't leave. Just so no, I don't stay. care. We'll keep talking. DJ Horn, one of my favorite guys to cover. Uh, it breaks my heart that. We did not get to see him hit his full potential on ISU. All right, he's still hanging by the door. Wow, he really <laughs> thinks, he thinks we're going to start talking about him now that he's gone. Yeah, what a bummer that Dane came to the game with us tonight. Ruined the fun. <laughs> I wish Evo sat with us instead. Actually, Evo probably... Evo, I would, I would actually love to sit at a game with him just because his reactions... He'd probably yell like some out-of-pocket stuff at play- players or sing along to all the country songs. You or... s- you sit at a game with Andrew Volley. You're hearing slurs that you've never heard before. <laughs> Dane, in no or way. out, brother. You're going to let all the cold air in. God. All right, should we wrap this? Yeah. Uh, anything it... else going on this weekend, this week? Um, Hawks play. It's been again. a minute since I was on a show, so I'm trying to get my money's worth out of it. Yeah, it's fair. Hawks play on Friday. Woo. Woo. They play tomorrow, don't they? Ugh. Back to back, that sucks. Yeah. Um, trying to think of anything else in the hockey world. Um, oh, uh, Bloomington just got approved for an ECHL team. Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, which oh, right. that'll probably that'll go horribly, dude. That's gonna be <laughs> three years. Like, yeah, like if the USHL team didn't work, then that's gonna be brutal. Because like yeah. they had, yeah, they had the USHL team and that didn't draw anybody, and so it's the but same. They rebranded it to try to spice yeah. it up, and that it's, didn't work. It's the and... same organization that owns the indie fuel but I, I will say i hope it works let's let's oh yeah how of that like but it'd be great if it does but at the same time like you're looking at a team like the echl needs the the thing that they thrive on the most is history yeah. like you need a strong hockey foundation like the toledo walleye they've been around forever oh yeah the, like 
Oh, speaking of the ACHL, so oh, sorry. Oh, Bloomington, uh, Bloomington. Hope your team does well. Probably yeah. won't. We'll try to make it out to a game. Absolutely. Other one, Terry Ryan. I, was, I, I can't believe we didn't get to that from Shorzy. Uh, so is this a, a one-time thing or? Is... Yeah. So this is just a one-off game. Um, so Terry Ryan, you might know him as Hutch from Shorzy, got into or a game, Hitch, right? Ted Hitchcock, right? Oh yeah, Hitch. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. he say it fast, it sounds like Ted Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. So he gets into a game with the Newfoundland Growl- Growlers. They let him play some. He was, he was a former high round pick. So he he was eighth overall by the Canadiens in '95. Wow. Um, Different era. And he only got I think he a he had a, he had a cup games, of coffee yeah. with the Habs. Played most of his career in the A and then the IHL. Um, wow. But really cool for him at 47 to get on the ice, gotten a tilt. But <laughs> but the coolest part about it was he was talking. I don't know if you saw his post game press conference. I feel like I saw clips of it, but and, not the whole thing. And he was his big thing is he got super emotional. He's talking about how he's got a 13 year old daughter, and she never got to watch him play pro. That's pretty cool, actually. And so like, what a cool thing yeah. to come from. It, like him being in this show and like, yeah, like he, his, he's his, at the most popular he's ever been. Yeah, and like his character, like he represents in the show. He represents Newfoundland. Yeah. So for him to get to play for the Growlers, like their highest pro yeah, level that's team, that's pretty cool. That was really sweet to see, and like the, it took the hockey world by oh, storm yeah. too. And so you know, I love whenever yeah. the miners get attention. Yeah, and like you noticed, it seems like. I don't think I saw one tonight, but I feel like every Hawks game I've been to, even the one when I was in Detroit, you see at least one Shorzy jersey now. Like that that's the new Hanson Brothers jersey or a Doug Glatt jersey. Like mm-hmm. Shorzy jerseys are making their way everywhere. Which is that's that's a cool thing. It's yeah. you got we need more hockey shows and movies, and I'm I'm glad that and Kiso does a great job. Yeah, yeah that he he took because Letter Kenny, they got the hockey guys in there, but it's not a hockey show. Like you don't really see a lot of hockey gameplay. He made a show that is basically mostly hockey. I didn't know the uh, the one kid from Letter Kenny, the blonde one. Yeah, his he, dad, like uh, he's a thanks dad kid. Yeah, and he played he played Major Junior. Yeah, like I I saw that the other day. I was like, he oh was my in uh, the Mighty Ducks reboot too. Oh really? Yeah, like the coach of the bad guys. Oh. Yeah, he was the, he new, the coach uh, of the Mighty Ducks in that one. Actually. The, the new guy popping his collar. The guy from uh, that guy also a ton of sports movies. He was in Rudy. He was in uh, <laughs> he was in Major League. Um, oh, I'm getting a call from Dane. Oh, don't answer. Hold on, hold on. Dane, welcome. You're on Moves at the Blue Line. What can I do for you? <laughs> End the fucking show, please. Breathe in the mic, please. Dane, we're, Dane, you missed us talk. You missed us talking about Terry Ryan coming back with the Newfoundland Growlers. Actually, like the last segment that I was actually. That's a good. I'm glad you guys covered that. But uh, thanks, bro. Co- yeah, thanks for your approval. <laughs> thanks, boss. <laughs> oh my god. All right, good night. Oh, we mi- almost missed a Gordie Howe hat trick from the Gutman. Oh, the Gutman. We should have hit that in our post game special. I, I will say though. With Cole Gutman getting in that fight, yeah, it was like Lucas, fight. Re- Lucas, was that Reich- the first fight of his NHL career, probably. Yeah, and L- Lucas Reichel, and he played college hockey, so he doesn't know how to fight. And he, so Reichel took kind of a nasty hit. He kind of turned into it. It was like, a hard hit, but it wasn't. And so Gutman immediately jumps the guy, and then <laughs> and gets it- caved. <laughs> he got caved. Yeah. Like, like, you can't jump. It's like Nick Felino. You can't jump a guy, then get caved. Which, that's the funniest thing about the Felino fighting Brendan Smith. He hurt himself in it too. <laughs> like I, I feel like only hockey is this sport so dumb, so in the Stone Ages. And I, again, Bedard got hurt. I don't get why Smith had to answer. Like, are we doing this in football too, where where when a wide receiver gets hurt, an offensive lineman has to go fight the defensive back three plays later? Like, and like, like the Bedard hit from Brendan Smith was not necessarily no. dirty. It's just the fact that Brendan Smith has seven yeah. inches on him, but so and why so his he, hands are going to so, be up. So and, Foligno had to do the right thing and make him answer for it because he's a manly man, and I, I don't get it. But this we've gone on too long. Gut man, though, good game. Tried to go between the legs. He would have shot it six feet wide, but then. Mario or Landon, who's the, Ray Ferraro's garbage kid got in the way. Mario. Of that. Yeah. And uh, Gutman had himself a night. So good for the Gutman. Stick taps for the Gutman. Stick taps for and, Evo. Oh my God. We didn't talk about Tenorti. <laughs> oh, yeah. He fought a guy. Oh my God. And I think he kind of lost that fight. He got. So it was a pretty even. The refs t- let the boys fight there, too. And 
So it was pretty good. Tenorti was getting his licks in, and then all of a sudden, he took one punch right <laughs> off the crown of his forehead. And he like kind of stepped back, and uh, like it looked like it looked like the guys who like the delay the delayed knockouts when you're watching the UFC. Yeah, that was bad. where he just like he took that Blinked hit a couple times. And he had no idea where he yeah, was. It was. Rough. Like he thought he was on the pond with the old man. <laughs> like Jesus. Thanks, Dad. All right, that covers about it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks think, for thanks for sticking with us for so long. Yeah, I don't know why you would, but for Dane, for Joey, this is Leo. This no, has wait, wait, wait. hold on, not for Dane. He left yeah. early. Uh, for Joey, thank this you. This has been Leo. This has been moves at the blue line. We thank the, you. The for after Joey's show team. special moves at the blue line after dark. If we <laughs> we are oh dude, Mark Grody's on the air right now. He's doing the twelve to five show. Uh, the the less grob scene special. Want to listen to a little bit of Grody after this? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, but let's let's wrap up the show first. I just got excited about Grody. Uh, um, this has been Moves at the Blue Line. Until next time, go do something else. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye.